everyone. I'm your host, Sam Evans, and welcome to Lifestyle Redesigned, the podcast. Every week, I interview both entrepreneurs and travelers about their success stories and how they made their dream lives into reality. Whether you're someone who has always wanted to travel but doesn't know where to start, an aspiring entrepreneur looking to build a thriving business, or anyone in between, our guests will share their experiences and insights on how they've succeeded at living what I like to call the unconventional life. So get ready to be inspired as we explore the stories of those who have successfully redesigned their lives. In today's episode, I'd like to introduce Gabby Riveros, the founder of Happy Seeker, a travel retreat company that was created to inspire travel as well as living an authentic life full of new experiences and pushing individuals out of their comfort zone. Throughout this episode, we will be talking all about the different ways that you can start traveling, even if you're on a budget, the importance of prioritizing self-care, not only in your day-to-day life, but also when you're traveling, understanding that life happens for you and not to you, and overall how to create the dream life you've always wanted. So with all of that said, thank you so much for being on and welcome to the podcast for the part two that everyone's been waiting for. Hey guys, it's Gabby here. I'm super excited to be back on the podcast. I can't wait to just inspire you guys more and talk about what's been going on in my life. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Well, before we kind of get into all of the questions, I'd love for all my new listeners to learn more about you, your background, and and what got you to where you are today, which is Bali currently, physically. Of course. Yeah. So I'm currently living in Bali, but honestly, that was a dream of mine. Like, from years ago. And I finally am here. But yeah, so I was born in Cali, Colombia, from a single mother, she had me at 16. And then I moved over to the US to live in Florida, South Florida for some time of my life as I grew up. So from like age five to like, I guess college. And then I went to college and I thought that's what I was just going to do for the rest of my life. I did one year at UCF and I did the whole college American experience, like sorority. And it was so much fun. Like, I'm so glad I did it. And then I literally just did one study abroad. It was just a summer long. And that's when I found my true passion for travel. And I did not come from money. I did not have savings. I was in debt. And I literally, from that point on, it's like the travel bug that they talk about. I got in and I have not stopped traveling for like five years now. And I think full time for the past like two years. So yeah. And I just, I'm starting to get to the point where I do a lot of slow travel instead of like super quick travel since it is my like full life now. I'm currently doing Bali for like six to eight months, which is the longest I've ever been in a place for five years. Yeah. So I'm super happy to be settled somewhere for a bit. And there's so much to do in Bali. So it's really nice that it's here as well. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so exciting. Honestly, Bali is, I feel like it's every traveler's dream at some point to get there. The flights are obviously the most expensive part. I know you can attest to like, once you get there, you're, you'll be good. Exactly. But, but yeah, Bali is like supposed to be really beautiful and based on, you know, all your posts and all your stuff, like it looks amazing. It looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's there's so much to do in Bali. It's it's like a, it's an island of Indonesia in Southeast Asia, and the flights are really expensive, obviously. But if you're coming here for like six months, it's so worth it because right. even when you travel in South or Central America, like flights from one country to another could be like three hundred dollars, and that's just like one. 
Right. Or like even flights from here to like Thailand are 200 and here to like Malaysia, Sri Lanka. So once you're in Asia, it's so affordable. Once you're here, like I get massages for $10, hair treatments for $10. Yeah, right. It's under $10 and it's delivered to me. Like transportation is one to $2 a day. So it's just so worth it. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. I can't wait. It's, it's on my bucket list for sure. For sure. Yeah, you got yeah, I definitely will one day. Maybe maybe end of this year, next year, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, take me through the process of kind of how you learned how to travel on a budget. Like what got you started into traveling? I know you said that you studied abroad. And then after that, you caught the travel bug, which for anybody who doesn't know is basically when you travel somewhere once, you want to go everywhere else in the world. Like you just can't help yourself. So yeah, so how how did you kind of like start traveling, especially as like a young broke college student. You know what I mean? I think that's the, that's the golden question of like, I want to go places. I want to do things, but where do I start? Yeah, of course. And also like the travel bug because that it is when you go to a country and then you see it and you want to go to all these countries. But for me too, it was like the first time I ever experienced like freedom. I feel like in America, I didn't feel the freedom because I didn't come from a family with money so it gets money's always on your mind and even when it comes to like going out to dinners to like uber to just literally every single thing like to go take a hot yoga class I'm like do I really want to spend $25 right now to do this right. for an hour like I do but that's a lot. and it was like when I started traveling and I realized what there was to like currency exchange I was like I could live these like insanely beautiful luxurious life and like feel so free in other countries. It was just, it was wild finding that out. And that's what really did it for me. But to start off, like I said, it was study abroad. And I do want to say this because this is one of the ways you can start traveling is if you are a US citizen, you go to an American university, there are so many scholarships. And I did not know this. Like I didn't even pay for my study abroad. I would have never thought that study abroad was as cheap as it is. Like I was going to FIU in Miami. Rent is like, was, I don't know. It's probably more expensive now. was like $1,100 a month to live in a 4-4. So I still had like so many roommates. And Ubers, of course, are like $50, like any town right. like downtown Miami. Drinks are so expensive. College is expensive because you're going out a lot. You're eating. You're going to cafes to do homework. Life is just so expensive. And when I did study abroad, I was looking at all the different options. And like, essentially, your university probably just has so many programs with different universities around the world. So your tuition stays the same. So like, if I went to Spain, it would have stayed the same. But then my rent would have gone down to like $500 a month because it's actually way cheaper than Miami. Mm. And food is cheaper in like a lot of other countries. Like food is very affordable in Greece and Portugal. So it's like, I realized that people don't realize this and they have this like limiting belief that study abroad is just so expensive. They can never afford it. But seriously, go into your study abroad office if you're still in school, like look for like ask them, make an appointment because there are so many places that literally might be cheaper for you than staying home for the semester and you get this like incredible experience. Like I think everyone who is in university should do a semester of study abroad. It's so life changing. And then on top of it, there's so many scholarships that help you. Like you can apply to so many and there will be like scholarships for women to go study abroad, scholarships for like people that are creatives, scholarships for left-handed people, because 
all these businesses have to do scholarships for like tax reasons, tax reasons. Yeah. Right. They give out this money and it's like, go take it. There's so much. And you yeah, just have a bunch. So yeah, it's just so possible. And I had no idea. I didn't do study abroad to like the third year, which is crazy. Like I honestly would have done it every semester if I knew. Yeah. Right. So definitely. That's like my first thing I did. And then after that, I came home and I was bitten by the travel bug. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to continue traveling. And of course, I was like completely out of money. I had just traveled for the summer and like used up my credit card a good amount. And it was still summer though. I still had some time in the summer. So it was like, I really want to go somewhere. And I honestly just Googled YouTube, like how to travel. Like there's so much information on the internet, like truly. Right. Like, if you want to do something, you can find it. Way the way. And I found things about Workaway and like work exchanges. So that's through Workaway and World Packers. And my first thing was through Workaway. And I went to a farm in Hawaii and I babysat a little girl for free. I gave like 25 hours of my time for free. And in exchange, I got to live in Hawaii for a month and I got food. So they, I just kind of would go shopping with the parents and I just pick out my own food. And also he cooked a lot. So it was nice. Like if he was cooking veggies or like, I don't know, fish or something because it's Hawaii, like Mm. fresh fish. (laughs) He'd just be like, do you want some? I'd be like, of course. So, I mean, that was my first time traveling for free. And it was like right away after my study abroad. And I swear I had no money. Like, I think I had like $400 in my bank account. I got the flight with like credit, my credit card. And I just like didn't spend money. Like I would literally go on Bumble BFF and I made friends in Hawaii, like local. And they would pick me up. Like I was not paying for an Uber. I had no money. Even like boys... Like I never even kissed a boy in Hawaii, yeah. but still, I went on so many dates, like, cause the dates there are so much better. Like they would take you to a waterfall, to a cave, to like natural swimming pools instead of just like dinner. So I had so much fun and I literally didn't spend any money there. Yeah. So it's so possible. Yeah. To do these. I think like you were saying, like the misconception of traveling being so expensive. And I also like how you preface this whole episode by saying like, you're not rich. You know what I mean? And it's like, everybody thinks that people who travel are rich. And yes, it definitely takes like sacrifice and some, some financial commitment. Of course you have to book a flight, you know what I mean? But it's like, other than that, like you were saying through scholarships, through Workway, through World Packers, work exchanges, working abroad, like a working visa, like there's so many ways for you to like work around having to pay for unnecessary things like accommodations and food, like you can literally get that for free. And did you do wow. work? How long did you do work exchanges for? Like, so I, the first one in Hawaii, I did for a month and then I did. So then I partnered up with world packers, which by the way, it's only $40 a year. If you use my code, happy secret in all caps, but essentially now I've just been doing world packers for like the past, I want to say like year and a half. Yeah. And I don't even at this point in my life, I'm so fortunate, but I don't need to do world packers all the time because I can afford to like live in, right. you know, Airbnbs in like Asia and different places, but I still do them because it is so it's such a different experience because you usually like live with locals or you work for locals and you just got this like beautiful experience of really connecting with the culture and the actual like atmosphere in that country. And then you end, actually end up feeling like local. So for example, like I did 
Guatemala for a yoga retreat. And I lived there for a month, I want to say, um, in Lake Atiltan, which is a beautiful lake. And yeah, I mean, I got to like see everything. I also had a little family of like other people that work there. So that's really beautiful. And then I went to Milos, Greece, which is a stunning island. That's also a really budget friendly place, as well as Paros and Naxos in Greece, by the way. Do not go to Mykonos or Santorini. <laughs> Uh, because it's like you always just got to choose the right locations because you could save thousands by doing that. But so I did Milos and I lived there for a month for free with a local and I cleaned Airbnbs and literally the most stunning Airbnbs like on the yeah. beach. And like me and my friend would go with our a Bluetooth speaker, blast music and literally just like clean. So and yeah, it's a few hours of your day, but then you just get to journal or go in the ocean or go snorkeling or go on boats. And I lived with a local, a Greek local, and he had Greek kids. And like, it's so cute. Like, you're just really way more indulged in the culture if you do exchanges like these. So it's just so cool. And then I think that's the only places I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I just did it. Also, I did it in Lombok, too. So in Bali, I just did one. Okay. And I taught English, which was really cool. Also, like a lot of them, you could go teach English locals and you make such a difference, which is so cool. And you meet a lot of locals once again. But I do want to say, because I went and I had the best time and I taught students from ages 18 to like 22. And you really make a difference in their lives because you give them so much opportunity when they learn your language and you give back, which you should because you're traveling in their country. But after the week of doing it, so this is actually really important. I'm going to say this. I ended up realizing that, unfortunately, the organization was a scam and it wasn't nonprofit. And this like man was keeping money. Like I raised like five to dollars and apparent, and like all these volunteers raise money for this man that runs it. And he was keeping all this money for himself, like pocketing it like thousands of dollars for the past few years. And so it is also very important to know that when you do these jobs and work exchanges, you never know, just like you never know when you like sign up to room with a random roommate right. or, or go to a random job, like you never know. So make sure you read the reviews, you do research on where you're going. But for the most part, everything I've done has been safe. And that was still safe. Yeah. Um, and I did make a difference essentially, because I still taught these kids and I love them and I miss them. But yeah, you never know. So never go to one with no reviews. That's super right. important. Always go to ones with five-star reviews on everyone. And it's so cool because on World Packers, you can also chat people that have done it. Like you can click and be like, hey, I saw you in your review. You like said that it was, they were really nice, but like the food sometimes wasn't like what they said. Like what did yeah. you mean? And you can like have full-on conversations. So yeah, when it comes to traveling and these things too, just remember there are some bad people in this world and there are right. also so many good ones too but just like make sure you read reviews yeah yeah and <laughs> be cautious be in general like as yeah. a solo female traveler it's like I always say people are always like how do you stay safe how do you like how are you so trusting and all of this stuff and it's not even that I think that I'm trusting it's more so like I trust my gut I trust myself yes you so know what I mean and so it's that, like yeah. if I see it right if I see a place with no reviews why would I put myself in a situation where I could be the first review or I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like why? you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like it's situations yeah. like that when people ask, like, how do you know what to do? How do you know where to go? And I think that a lot of my listeners are solo female travelers specifically. So I think it's just a matter of like trusting your gut, you know, don't go places at night by yourself. Like don't go off 
and with somebody that you just met or you don't really trust, you have a bad feeling about like all of that stuff, I think is like very important to remember because also when you're traveling, I found that it's so easy to actually lose that and like be so engulfed in like, I want to experience everything. I want to like see new things and meet new people. But then the second that you're off your guard, it's like, that's when you really have to catch yourself and like be more aware of the fact that you're most likely a foreigner. And, you know, a lot of people can take advantage of that for sure. Yeah, totally. And also another thing that I've always done for myself is I will never go to a country that's known to be unsafe. I know there's so many beautiful countries. Like I've wanted to go to Morocco. I've wanted to go to Turkey, but just don't put yourself in the uncomfortable position when you could just do it late. Like there's all these beautiful countries you can do later when you have a partner or a best friend or a group right. of people to go with or a company to do it with. But if you're solo traveling, like be smart. Just yeah. like, there are so many, like you can literally Google best solo female backpacking places. Exactly. Bali, like, Thailand, like certain parts of South and Central America, like go to those. Don't go to the yeah. ones that are known to be super safe because right. I, I walk around at night in places that I like Milo's here there's and I feel so safe like intuitively I feel safe and I listen and so it's possible to have that like freedom that you are safe yeah. and you trust bar but just choose the right location and there yeah. are so many right locations so it's nothing to worry about but be smart <laughs> right exactly and and yeah like you were saying you have to research places you know you can't just really show up somewhere and expect to know everything or expect everybody to tell you stuff like it definitely takes a lot of research and knowledge it's like we didn't come upon this life by just going somewhere and figuring it out you know it takes a lot of like steps Mm -hmm. but do you think after you did the study abroad and you did like your first work away your first work exchange were you like hesitant to go because you knew you had to go by yourself or were you like confident enough in it have you ever felt that way of like the fear of going somewhere by yourself for the first time yeah I think oh my god it was like so long ago I'm trying to remember my exact feelings just in general even like now too you know I think what I remember in general is that when I was younger I hated doing anything alone period like I had had so many boyfriends for so long like I went from so many relationships and hopped like after dating someone for two years, dated someone for two years, again, another person. And it's like, I got so uncomfortable with being alone. When I tell you, like, if they had to, like, not sleep in my, like, college apartment for two nights, I would literally be like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. I have to be with my friends. Like, I had to keep busy. And that's so bad. Like, you need to prioritize time alone before you travel. And once you're traveling, I think that's just such an important point. But yeah, so I think in general, I was just scared to do anything alone so Mm -hmm. anything alone travel or not was out of my comfort zone but it just came to a point that you just either want something so badly enough or you're so desperate because you just don't like your life at all and you need to change it that I was like it doesn't matter if I'm scared like honestly I just gotta push through and I did it and it was amazing. So, you, I mean, you just, sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone, like leaving your comfort zone on the other side of it, like not to sound like just like a little motivational speaker, but <laughs> right. it's so important to not never stay in your comfort zone when it comes to literally anything. Obviously, yes, listen to your intuition. If something feels really off, that's one thing. 
And like, sometimes it seems irrational and you can't pinpoint why, like, yes, that's your intuition. But if you just know you're scared because you're uncomfortable doing something alone or you've never done it, it's okay. Like everything most likely will be okay. I mean, I've traveled so many places alone. I'm so comfortable with it now. But at the beginning, you just little by little, like just get on that flight, get to that place. And if you're a little lonely, go on Bumble BFF, make friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to the beach and go up to people then and be like, like people are nice. They're really lovely people in this world. So, and also like if, if possible, you can do it with a friend, but if not, never stop, like let that stop you. Like, please yeah. do it. We're all such a good humans like we have the ability to do things alone right right I don't I never think that it should the fear should like stop you from going if anything like if you do it scared you'll at least get over that fear because you know that like everything's gonna be okay you know and staying at hostels too kind of like you were saying before is a great way to meet people you know what I mean it's like you get there your first night you walk in and everyone's like hey let's go out tonight like they don't even know your first name. They don't know where you're from or whatever, you know, or it's like, let's grab food. Let's, you know, do this. Like everybody, at least at hostels, from my experience, it's almost like camp, like everybody or like freshman year, like everybody's there to make friends. Everybody's there to meet new people. And that's also something to keep in mind is that you're not the only one, like you're not the only person in the entire country or city or wherever you go that's there by yourself. Like, if you stay in the right places, if you if you do that research and find places for like solo travelers, backpackers, all of that stuff, like you'll find people who are by themselves looking for friends. And then, you know, that's like instant friends and you have friends like that are all around the world. And I don't know, I just think it's like it's also great for confidence and like independence and freedom and all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's such an important point that I didn't even say that much about is that when you're traveling, you're essentially not alone. You're really never alone unless right. you like go get an Airbnb or a hotel alone, obviously. But if you're staying at a hostel or we're volunteering at a hostel, you, I think that like 80% of travelers are solo backpackers, Yeah, but you're never solo and people might seem like they have friends, but that's literally because they met someone yesterday. Like right. that's how, and it's so cute. Like the whole atmosphere of hostels, like you said, you can go up to anyone and say, hi, like, what are you doing? Do you want to get breakfast? And that is just really normal. Like, maybe, I know that's not normal in like America, because I know if I went to a random beach and I'm like, hey, want to get breakfast? They'd be right. like crazy. But here, you that's a, re- a really a thing. You can go to, the, I met my best friends at the random spaces. Like, you can go to the beach. And if there's a group of like 10 people and friends, you can easily go up to them and be like, hey guys, like, I just got here to Bali. Like, what are you doing tonight? They would absolutely be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Where are you from? And they'd make you sit there. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. Even if you're shy, because I, I think I was a lot shyer before, but people have always came up to me anyway. Like if you're alone, there's always going to be that girl that's like super out of her comfort zone and like super comfortable with talking to people. And she'll come up to you usually yeah. and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Cause I've been that girl. And so it's like, yeah, I usually go up to the person that's low now and like try and get something out of them or just invite them, make them feel included. So yeah, that's a really good point that you never really feel alone when you're traveling. Right. Like, if oh, anything, right. I was going to say, if anything, sometimes by the end of your trip, you're like, oh, like, can I get a private room oh, now? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, all right, I've been yeah. around people for too much, you know? Yeah. But kind of going into like, 
kind of going into the self-care portion of just like life and traveling in general, what would you, how would you define self-care and how have you prioritized it now that you've been traveling full-time for a little bit now? Yeah. So I think that like, there's a whole new wave and it's kind of a trend to do like self-care stuff. And I, and some people find it annoying, but the thing to realize it's like self-care is actually the best way to live. Like intentional living is the best way to live. I've done non-intentional living, just living on autopilot in college with dating guys and just, just not even ever being intentional with who I talk to, with who I'm friends with, with what I say, with what I listen to, like just living. And I was not, I mean, I was not depressed. I'm very fortunate that I don't have depression, never have dealt with it. But I was just like in this like mundane, like gray living. Like I just, it was not it. And now that I've realized what self-care is and and the benefits to self-care, like, oh my God, I can never possibly live my life another way. But I think realizing that it's just kind of starting to be a little more intentional with things. And I think I started my like self-care journey, like maybe five years ago. And for me, all it meant was like doing something a little bit self-love for myself every day, whether it was like a five minute meditation, because I never meditated before or like going on a walk, like that's it. Or like writing affirmations in a journal of like, I want to get an A this semester, like whatever, you know, was going on in my life. And the thing is like, it was little by little, like I kept adding new things. Now you fast forward five years and like every single day I'm journaling, doing affirmations. Like I meditate at least like three times a week. Like I, you know, I try and exercise, move my body. I try to eat intentionally. Like now it's just, it's my life and it's Mm. so easy to incorporate. But at the beginning, little by little is such key. But I think the benefits are you just, you are just such a happier person. Like I, I don't know a happier person (laughs) as weird as that is. I love my life. And people are like, you're always so happy. You have so much energy. I'm like, this isn't fake. Like it really isn't. If you know me in person, like I, life is just so freaking great. (laughs) And a lot of it is just from like becoming super intentional, super appreciative, using the law of attraction. And like I said, you just do little by little, you can start getting like more knowledge on all of these things by reading books. That was like a huge thing to start for me. Like I read so much about the law of attraction with asking it is given by Esther Hicks. Also about talking about fears. I read hello fears, which is such an easy book to read. And it's just like this woman who decided to do a hundred fears in a hundred days. And she like, puts every fear in a different category and there's like fear of embarrassment and fear of rejection and like the four main categories. And it's just so interesting, like how she talks about fears and like leaving your comfort zone and yeah, all these like self-care books, just knowledge is power. And I'm just in the past five years, I mean, I just like every year, I feel like a new person in like the best way possible. I just feel like I've like finding the secrets of living the happiest and fullest life. And I feel like that's just what self-care is about. And just realizing that you're on this planet to like make yourself happy, not just make others happy. Because at the end of the day, when you're living in your happiest self, you're literally just inspiring other people to do the same, which essentially is helping them like very much. So if you're not, if you're giving yourself away to everything and you're just, because that's what I used to do, just like be a giver and just never give myself anything. And you're not living well, you're not happy. So even when you're helping people, you're not doing the best you possibly can. Like me. So yeah, I think the benefits are just, you will just literally be so much happier in person. 
Yeah. I think also going back with what you were saying with the law of attraction, when you are, when you give off that like positive energy, like you attract that with people, with things in your life, like things that I've noticed too, when like the more negative I am, the more bad stuff that happens. Like I can't make that, you know what I mean? It's like when you're putting off all of this, like sadness and you're just like constantly negative about everything that's happening to you it's going to keep happening. And that's the stuff that you're going to be thinking about and focused on. But then once that mindset had switched for me, which was actually when I started traveling too, when that switch happened for me, it's like, sure, bad stuff, bad stuff happens. Of course, like that's inevitable. That's life. But it's like, now my focus is just always on the good stuff. It's always on like the what's next or how is this like helping me? What lesson can I learn from this? And And going into self-care, it also brings awareness of all of that. So like you said, meditation, journaling, you know, like you become more aware of your thoughts, of your lifestyle, of who you want to be. And that's like really important. So I like that you said that too. Yeah. And I feel like you also, with the awareness, you also come to a point where you realize that these bad things that happen to you just don't matter as much as you thought they did. Like I I would just stress out so much over like getting a bad grade in college or losing a friend. And, but, but once you become so aware, you're like, well, this person isn't that good of a friend at the end of the day, or like, there's so many friends in the world or this guy at the end of the day, like made me cry so many times. (laughs) Like, it's just like, you realize you just become smarter. You're like, why? Why would I be so upset over something like this? Or like not being able to go out one night, I don't know, for some random reason, because you can't afford it. At the end of the day, like traveling too is, is goes so big into this, but you just end up living so much more in the moment that you realize that you should not be worrying so much about all these little things. Like right. you shouldn't go out, you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the awareness, when you're aware of that, it's so much easier to live. Yeah. It's so much easier to actually like focus on the good stuff that's happening in your life. And it's like, okay, one bad grade, it's not going to kill me. Like, you know, things like that. But then of course, when you're in the moment, it feels like the world is ending, you know? So it's kind of like, you just have to, everybody is on their own journey. You know, everybody does Mm -hmm. things at their own pace. And, and that's just something to keep in mind of like, eventually you'll get to a point where you'll be okay. You know, like you'll be okay. So switching gears, or I guess even just going more into the topic of like awareness, self-care, prioritizing self-care and understanding it. There's a saying that is probably one of my favorite sayings that is, I think it's Tony Robbins actually. And it's that life happens for you, not to you, which essentially means for anybody that has never heard that or doesn't necessarily know what it means. It means that when any incident situation or outcome or results or anything that's happening in your life, whether it's good or bad, you see it as it's shaping you into the person that you're meant to become. It's not like deteriorate, like um, not deteriorating you. Like it's not hindering you. It's not like bringing you down. It's helping you to become the person that you're supposed to be. So again, this could probably be a whole episode on just this quote because I could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm already thinking of <laughs> right. so many things like the cost. Right, say. right. So what would you say, what are your thoughts like behind that? And how has that saying played a role in how you've created this like dream life that you have, you know? 
Definitely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could talk about this in so many right. forms. What came up to me, which is really similar to being aware and not letting things get you down as much is there. So Esther Hicks on YouTube, she's like the best. And she wrote Ask and It Is Given, which is that book I talked about that like teaches about the law of attraction and laws of the universe. But she says, when you think that you're like not on your right path anymore, because like something terrible is going on, I feel like that's like could happen really often. You're like, what's happening to me? Like I'm doing things wrong or like, the path I was supposed to go to, like, I didn't get into the school I wanted to, or I didn't get the job, whatever the heck she taught, or if you do things or you get into the job and then you hate it and you're like mm. thinking life, like, what am I doing? Like, I, you know, she always talks about how contrast and which brought to me like so much positivity when I have bad experiences, but she's like, contrast is literally the best thing ever because as you're growing up, like if you like if you date someone and it just like ends up being a wasted year of your life, which is not actually because they're just like not the person that you end up with. But the thing is that contrast, like the being desperate, the being sad is literally what brings you to know yourself so well of what you do want. So it's like, you always got to just do like random jobs and try new random things because at the end of the day, you're just getting like closer to what you, your path would be. Yeah. So yeah, I think I've just kind of stuck around with like, if the universe throws some curveballs at me, or my mind doesn't like an experience, instead of thinking like, why is the universe doing this to me? Like, why is this my life? It's just like, oh, thank you. You're literally just redirecting me to my like highest path in like life. So I think it's just, yeah, once again, it's just being aware of the way the universe works, that once you things start happening to you, you just know, oh, it, it's not actually happening like right. to me, it's for me. Like at the end of the day, you're going to live your greatest life if you just follow like your highest like happiness and stop going towards the things that don't make you happy. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just a warning sign. It's just from the universe. It's just trying to redirect you, just yeah. trying to t- what you do like or what you don't like which is just as important the contrasting just as important so yeah yeah you end up just like loving all sides of the journey I think and also just like focusing on yeah on living in the moment exactly like at the end of the day if you like less let's say went through a breakup or lost a best friend if you okay this isn't gonna happen but hypothetically if you got into a car accident and then the next day you woke up and you had amnesia and you didn't remember anything like and someone was like you are the happiest person like you're super confident you're about to go travel you just go do it right without knowing that you lost this best friend because like you still got yourself like you're still you could create so much future life that's going to be amazing like do not dwell on the past it's yeah it's not happening for to you it's happening for you exactly <laughs> exactly exactly and also thinking about all of those shitty moments all of the moments that you were like is this ever going to end why is this happening to me it's like actually look back at those moments and realize that the life that you have now would never it would never be without that happening you know what I mean and it's like there's so many times where I'm like I am so happy that that happened because I don't know where my life would be if it didn't happen you know what I mean you could honestly be in a worse place than you are right exactly and I think that that's easier to say of course because now we're in this place of like happiness a lot of good stuff is happening and so on when you're in those bad moments it's like I don't want to hear anybody tell me like oh your life's gonna get better don't worry it's like you you have to feel those sad emotions you have to feel everything that you are in that moment but just don't 
like get caught up on the fact exactly don't dwell on it don't get caught up on the fact that like you're the only person that's only ever dealt with this you know what I mean like so many there's also so many like resources too to help you kind of like get through those moments groups and communities and friends Mm -hmm. and just the internet in general like you know what I mean so there's just a lot of ways for you to switch your mindset a lot easier than you might think I think people complicate it a lot more and I love I love you said that there's like so many people that can help and just the word community in general because when I think of travel I think of two things and that's a living in the moment which teaches me so much about awareness and how to live life but B, how important community is with like-minded individuals. Like yeah. when you grow up in an area your whole life, that's all you know. And you might be really different than these people, but you just don't have the room to grow because everyone is just in like different mind and areas of their life. But when you travel, you meet all these people, like literally the amount of people you meet from different countries, from different backgrounds, different ages, different languages, like different cultures, different jobs. And you find this like beautiful community. I've never made better friends than when traveling. Mostly all of my best, best friends, like literal soulmates that I love to death will have at my wedding. Like they have, I have met them in the middle of nowhere traveling in freaking like Mexico or here. Like I'm literally thinking of these people that are my favorite people in the world and literally have brought my life into such better and happier moments. And it's just essentially realizing that community is so important being aware and then travel brings both of that so it's yeah it's nice it really does and remembering that a realization that I had when I first traveled I did my first solo trip it was a work exchange but it was a paid work exchange so I worked at a hotel in exchange for a room and board and that was my first time ever like doing anything like that I was just kind of like all right I'll try it we'll see what happens And I had felt the same way of like living in a small town, having the same friends, growing up around the same people and all of that stuff. And I knew that in like the back of my head, I was like, I know that there's something better. I know that there's more people out there. I know that like the way that I was thinking wasn't the way that anybody around me was thinking. So I always thought I was like wrong or in the wrong place or like I was crazy. When I went to Colorado for this first work exchange, I met this girl and she was saying like the exact stuff that I had been saying this whole time. And I had never heard anybody else ever, like not my parents, not my friends, not anybody from school, anybody say this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why wouldn't I go and work here? Why wouldn't I do this? I've never heard anybody say that. And it's like those people meeting those people. And like you said, the like-minded community that you are that you surround yourself with when you travel it's like all I could think was wow these people exist like there's so many people exactly there's so many people out there that think like you it's it's just where you are and the people that you're surrounding yourself at the moment that don't so it's not you if you think you're crazy if you think you're the only (laughs) one thinking this you're not we can promise you that yeah 100% I love that well so now for the final question How did you even know that this was your dream life? You know, I think that like going off this whole episode of being aware and kind of realizing the life that the lifestyle that you're living. Did you know that this was your dream life when you first started? Did you know that like this was the path that you wanted to go on or had that changed? And then for anybody who is thinking about just like making their life a 180, like completely flipping it upside down and following their heart, doing something that they love what advice would you give to them if they don't really know where to go or what to do? 
Yeah. So I have, I guess, two ways to answer this question, two parts, because it's like, how did I know that traveling was my dream life? But then also I do run retreats. So like, how did I find out that that's what I wanted to do? Because I feel like when I was younger and starting my spiritual journey, I would always be like, what am I like? What's my path in this life? Like I'd always like I was getting closer to graduating college and I was like, but what am I going to do? Because I don't want to do a nine to five. And I'm like, I'm about to graduate. It's like, I was just like stressing on what, where, how, the future. And so we'll start with first how I found out about travel. And it goes also, I love how everything is just so tied into each other. The things that happen for you, not to you or whatever. But I was in college. I had, I was dating this kid for like two years. Definitely was not happy. Nothing against him, but I was just young and it was a toxic relationship. And I got a roommate and I moved to Miami and I lived really close to him. Like we had apartments near each other. And it was, we, I would, had just moved in two weeks to Miami and it was supposed to be my dream year, literally living in Brickle, the nicest part, like going to classes, going to have a roommate that was so cute, whatever, all this stuff. So exciting. And my roommate ended up not unfortunately, but she had, she was going through trauma of certain things and she had gone through a lot and she essentially was not herself at all. She was just going, just taking lots of drugs and just smoking and drinking and whatever. It didn't make her herself, but essentially I was bullied out of living (laughs) with this person, like completely bullied. I could not, like I was living with someone who literally would be like, oh, like I'm crazy, but at least I'm great. Like, what is it? I'm crazy, but at least I have like a family who cares about me Mm. and like all these great, like she, like when I, she made my life miserable and it was just this thing that I I could not live with this girl, like unfortunately. And I, and I was so sad because my dream life had just started two weeks ago. Like I was so sad. Like I was literally so excited to have this life that I've been dreaming of and I couldn't, I had, I lost so much money. I had to move back home after like not living home for two years. It was my junior year. And I was like, now what? Like literally what the heck? (laughs) My whole life is in ruins. I broke up with the kid. Now this girl isn't my friend. No longer. Now I have to drive an hour to go to school for university. Like it was just such a mess. And I was just so confused why this stuff was happening to me. And then I, so I was very fortunate. I had a scholarship that was paying for my rent, which by the way, once again, scholarships, they're out there guys. Like I never thought I could go to college and not pay and not have debt. And I literally went because I got a scholarship because I, all I did was apply and believed, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. like literally not kidding. But so I had a scholarship that paid for my rent and they had already sent me the money to pay for the rent of the semester, which was like around $5,000. It's like a thousand a month. It's like five months, whatever. And now I got out of this lease and I had like $5,000 in my bank account. And I'm like, well, I've never had this much money. Yeah. And I don't know what gave me the crazy idea to try to do study abroad. I was like, well, now I have the money. Let me do study abroad. So I went and that's when I realized it's actually, first of all, cheaper than I thought. So I could have always done it, even if I didn't have those five grand. Yeah. But I ended up, I think, just doing the little study abroad to do something different because I wanted something to look forward to. No boyfriend now, no friend. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> and that's literally what started my life. Like, I did not live until I traveled, I swear. <laughs> I I mean, traveling is literally my whole life. Like, as anyone who, like, truly follows me and keeps up with me, I like, that is my number one characteristic. If it's like, Gabby, oh, yeah, that girl who travels. And it's just crazy. Like, if I didn't leave that apartment because this girl went crazy on me or 
because I broke up with this kid. I would not have done study abroad. And if I didn't do study abroad, I would have just kept living in Miami and like never even tried to travel. I don't think like I just did it because I was like, I don't know, let me just do anything. So that's so crazy because that literally just pointed me in the right direction without me knowing. And then, you know, we all know the story after travel, after the study abroad, I did the workways and all this Mm. stuff. And quickly, I want to mention seasonal jobs are such a great thing to do when you're trying to start traveling, like get a seasonal job that has accommodation, like literally Google seasonal jobs that gives you accommodation in the Hamptons. There's a bunch like Outer Banks, like think summer high season and you could like save lots of money, just go work lots of hours in the serving industry, make lots, lots of tips. Like I was able to save like $10,000 in a month and you can go travel for six months with that, like literally. And then yeah. just work two So that's such a, when, when you start traveling and you ask everyone in hostels, what do you do for a living? Lots of them are like, oh, I work on a yacht like four months of the year. And then I travel the rest of the time and they do this forever or like, yeah. They work in like ski towns for like six months and then they travel. Like so many people live like this. But so now I guess I'll tell you how I knew. Okay, so first, the reason I got to the point where like traveling became a thing, I guess was literally just surrendering to the universe. (laughs) Because I was like, okay, it happened. I broke up with this love of my life at the moment. and And now my dream life is taken away from me, but there's nothing I can do about it. So just keep living. And then that literally landed my lap somehow. And then after that, I think like a lot of like my spiritual, I guess, journey started and with everything we talked about, like awareness and all that stuff. And I, I ended up really learning that the most important thing in life is to make yourself happy. And with that, I think when all you worry about is doing things that make you happy. Like if something doesn't make you happy, just don't do it again. And if something makes you really happy, like just keep chasing that one moment the universe like literally gives you things because which so now I'm a full-time travel content creator and my whole dream life I've dreamt for years now I guess is here because I don't have to do workaways I don't have to do seasonal jobs I legitimately just work for myself and then can travel the whole year for probably the rest of my life with this company which is running retreats because essentially wherever I'm living if I want to go live in Greece I can go live in Greece for six months and then have a retreat there if I want to go live in Hawaii I get, like I can do it anywhere I want and my followers will follow me because the retreat will be there and I, it, it's just such a wonderful thing that I've created and I don't even know how this <laughs> like I got so lucky but I swear the universe is on your back like it will give you things if you just focus on the awarity, awareness and happiness and just all that positive, like self-love talk, whatever. But I was, so I was in Mexico after I graduated. I'm like, let me go travel the world for a little and not do anything. Cause I had, I had been traveling at that point, but doing school online. So I never felt like I could just like be free. Like the first time, for example, that I traveled where I just went to Hawaii and didn't have like responsibilities. Mm. So after I'm like, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to go to Mexico and just live there for a month and do nothing, no work and no work exchange and no actual schooling. So I just went and had the time of my life for a month. Like it was the happiest month of my life. I would say one of the, like the most magical time of my life in Puerto Escondido, Oaxaca, which is a great place that's safe, beautiful, affordable western coast of Mexico it was just this moment where I had never just done things that made me happy like I would go watch sunset every day and I would wake up and go to breakfast with my friends that I just met yeah and just it was just I I couldn't like clearly it's just so incredible but um 
And then I just kept doing that. And I would just post for fun on my social medias. I didn't have a big following. I was just posting for fun. This was like two years ago. And I started getting all these messages that were like, I want to live your life. I want to come to wherever you are. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not famous. guys. Right. Like, I, this, a lot of these people were people from my high school that weren't even friends with me or like individuals that maybe I had a job with in the past. Like, this was not a huge viral or anything like and then, yeah, some TikToks that I had made of literally just like, hi, I, I live in a surf town and this is what I do when I wake up. Like it was very casual iPhone content. And so many people kept saying this to me. And I was coming to the point of my Mexico trip where I was just like poor because I had already spent my like $2,000 in savings that I had for that. I was already like $3,000 in debt with my credit card because at the end of the day, I'm like, I'll just focus on being happy for these five months. I ended up staying longer. And then mm-hmm. I'll go back and work a seasonal job and make the money again. Like who cares? I'm young. I'm 20 years old. Like literally nothing bad is going right. to happen. <laughs> so uh, I was coming towards the end and then I was, and then all these people are chatting me this and I'm like, you know what I can do? I'm going to rent like, a, I had been living in hostels, by the way, like dorm beds for like mm-hmm. months now. I'm like, I'm going to rent like a house with rooms, literal rooms and air conditioning that I hadn't had in forever now. Yeah. And I'm going to have these people come that keep messaging me and I'll just give them like an itinerary and I will just charge them a little bit more so I can live in the house for free. And that was just my idea because I just wanted to stay a little bit longer in the town. I didn't want to go home yet. So I ended up renting a six bedroom villa in like a really nice part of Mexico. And these random people from the internet came. I was like, okay, I'm going to host you guys a co-living experience. I did an itinerary with my favorite things to do in the town, which I had been living there. I was in love with the town. It was so easy to create this itinerary. Like it was just like, we'll wake up, we'll go to my favorite restaurant and then we'll go to the beach, this beach this day. And then we'll go like to the sunset, this beach and then release baby sea turtles and then go to dinner to the Mexican place on Tuesday. Like it was just so easy to make this itinerary. And then I did it. And it was so much fun. And people still talk in the group chat from two years ago. And people are best friends from there. And it's just the most wholesome thing ever. And it brought community and awareness and just everything that my, my life had been, like the themes of my life at the moment, theme of travel to this. And I inspired so many people that had never traveled before to travel. And they just realized how many people from different countries are in these towns. And it's just, just I gave it all. And then that was it. I came back home. I worked my seasonal jobs because I just traveled for a long time. So it's like ready to work, make money. And people literally started messaging me like, when are you having this again? Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> having like, what? what? <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't make money. I just did it for fun. I was like, oh, you guys want me to do this again? And once again, I still shouldn't have that many followers. I feel like I had maybe, truthfully, you can gain 40,000 from one viral TikTok. So if you're posting mm-hmm. a TikTok every day for a month, you're bound to get one viral one, like honestly. Yeah. Um, and that could be 40,000. Like it's that easy. And yeah. And then I just did it again and again and again. And now I'm making a couple of thousand every retreat. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. like, I can, I can literally do whatever I want with my life. Like, right. it's just crazy because all I did was literally go and chase what made me happiest. Like yeah. I was like, I'm be happy in Mexico. I don't want to go home yet. Okay. I'll continue in that direction. Like yeah. I'm just going to continue in it. And it's just so important. Like just do what makes you happy. Like the universe has a plan for yep. you. It will literally put it on a silver plate in your lap if you just focus on being your happiest self. Like we all are here with like these talents and skills that maybe we don't even know of. Cause it's crazy. Seven years ago, I did not even think that I wanted to travel the world. That was not a thing in my mind. Right. 
I was just living in a town in Florida. Like I didn't know traveling the world was a thing. I didn't know hostels were a thing. I didn't know any of it. And then out of nowhere, it was just like all given to me on my lap. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the importance of trying new things. Like you had no, like what you were saying, you had no intention at that time to mm-hmm. make this so-called like vacation for with people on the internet, you had no intention of making that a business. But then mm-hmm. literally you were like, oh, wait, people actually like this. People actually yeah. wanna, want me to do it again. You know, and that's something that I think if you guys take anything away from this episode, it's try it, just try it, go somewhere new, experience something new. You never know what can happen. Life is happening for that's you, so not true. to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And doing every hobby possible I have found when traveling. Like yeah. <laughs> $20 ukulele and try and learn how right. to do it. Like take the right. skateboard and try and like do it. Go take the surf lesson. Like go take the cooking lesson because you never know. You're right. going to do this random thing and be like, oh my gosh, I think I want to cook for the rest of my life. Right. You could find a, a hidden talent. You could be, you could actually wow. be a surfer, a surfer girl or guy. And you never yeah. knew. Because <laughs> you never, you never tried. <laughs> exactly not me it. I'm not I'm not a surfer but <laughs> that's I want to be a surfer but I'm I know not very good no, <laughs> no I can say the same same it looks cool and it looks easy I'm not gonna lie like they make it look yeah. so easy they do but uh, yeah it is it is for sure for sure well where can everybody find you and do you have any retreats coming up that you want to tell people about yeah, so you can find me. Instagram is Gabby Rivero. So that's G A B I I and then Rivero's with two S's. So R I V E R O S S. And then my TikTok is Happy Seeker. I post lots of travel content on there. On my Instagram, I just post like my everyday life, which is quite interesting because I do live in a content house in Bali. Yeah. And my website is happyseeker.net. So on there, you can see my retreats that are coming up. And at the moment, I have uh, two retreats in Bali. So one in April and no, one in March and one in April. And they're both sold out. So I'm so freaking fortunate, like so excited. But my next one, which I haven't really announced anywhere, will be Croatia in August. So I cannot wait to have that retreat. It'll be a mixture between adventure, but also a really great emphasis on self-love and yoga. So it's just a really balanced vacation in a way, instead of just adventure, which have been some of my retreats. So I'll do the Croatia one in August. And then 2024, I'm going back to Central and South America and Colombia nice. and Mexico retreats there for that year. So nice. yeah, super excited. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you again for making this work. And thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm super happy to do this. <laughs> <laughs>